What a rock by David Montgomery. Spencer Heffernan. What's shaking, my brother? My brother from another mother. The truck ended up rolling over while trying to get through a grass median along I-76. I'm just her boy, toy and a sing like Roy. She don't like me, does she cheat on the boy? She don't see me cause I'm in a decoy. She don't like me when I'm coming so poor. I just want to smoke on the roof like it's 2015. Hey guys, welcome back to the I-76 podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Spencer. And I just completely butchered our intro. You did. I was going to keep it in, but I I, I won't. But uh, It's fine. It's fine. Nah. How's it going, dude? Uh, I have something I want to talk about right off the bat. Oh, damn. Okay. This is maybe the most important piece of sports news that, you know, I, I've seen in a while at least, but the MLB came out and had with all 30 managers, they ranked them based on handsomeness. I don't, I think, I think I saw something about this. Yeah. I don't know if it's the MLB or, you know, some sort of journalist, like an actual like journalism professional thing. But all I know is that the sexiest manager in the AL is Terry Francona. And I'm very okay with that. That is, I, I saw that uh, video on Twitter of the, of him being asked that in the interview. Yeah. And he's like, what the, like the people that like judge this committee must've been like Helen Keller or something. Like <laughs> yeah, Cause he, cause he finished number five. Somehow he finished behind David Ross, who I think is fugly. But uh, number one is Buck Showalter, the former Yankee, current Mets coach. I I love that. Like it's the time of the off season for baseball, where they just have to like come up with the most random freaking list and like tiers and whatnot for just rankings for coaches. Like what are we doing? Yeah, well it's fun. Well, I saw the Buck Showalter. Uh, they said on the Yes Network. He responded to it saying. Well, there wasn't much competition, so. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much. Uh, who else? Oh, uh, Aaron Boone, uh, 13. That's a little generous. He he kind of looks a little weaselly from my taste. But, yeah, uh, David Rob- or Dave Roberts all the way at 28. I don't know if I agree with that. But uh, I know we're more of a football podcast. So if you had to say sexiest football coach in the NFL right now, who are you saying? Um, trying to think, because I know obviously Ohioans love Stefanski. Well, Stefanski's sexy, but like, I I feel like his dumbness surpasses his sexiness. We've come and, to the we've come to the point. Like, it, would I kiss him? Yes. Andy Reid. Oh, good answer. <laughs> good answer what what if i can i uh pull out a wild card what if i say brandon staley is he gonna be employed next season no <laughs> <laughs> so 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 of who will be employed next season i'm gonna whip out <sighs> andy reed's good oh uh what about robert uh salah or salah yeah, he's a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. He he's top ten. I don't know if he's number one. I uh oh, Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean McVay. <laughs> Sean McVay. Anyway, so we got that out of the way. What are we? What are what the are, what is, most what important are, things we're talking about this today? This is this is just how we jump right back into the podcast. Oh my god, uh, football. Oh yeah, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, the playoffs. Have you been enjoying the playoffs thus far, Dave? 
Dude, so this past weekend, I mean, they were meaningful games. They weren't the most entertaining, but I mean, it was meaningful football. The uh, super wildcard weekend. Oof. Those games were amazing. That Jaguars comeback is oh my one God. of the great one of the craziest comebacks that I've ever seen. I just I was just on Twitter that whole time and for the entire like first half, maybe three quarters, like Trevor Lawrence was getting dunked on by everybody. Then all of Dude, a sudden seriously. he turns into prime Joe Montana and comes all the way back. I I genuinely do not know how it's just the fact that he threw four interceptions in the first half and then four touchdowns in the second. Like what a turnaround. I know. Like I, I honestly, coming out of uh, Clemson, I didn't think he was going to be as good as he's turned out to be. And, you know, that the, the jury's still kind of out on that. Like, I'm sure he'll be fine at this point, but I didn't expect a year or two to make this big of a leap as he did. Plus, he gets ETN back, so shout out to the Jaguars, bro. The Jaguars are definitely one of the teams that just really blew up out of nowhere this year. Yeah, the NFL always has, like, one or two of those teams, and this year I'd say it was, like, them – and to a lesser extent, the Eagles, but like still nothing like the Jaguars. Not even yeah. that. The Eagles is a bad choice. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> yeah, that uh, that wild card weekend that was nuts. Um, just looking back at those other games, yeah. Bills. Oh. oh, freaking Bills. Oh, we'll talk about the Bills, but uh, what about the um? What you call it? The Vikings, bro. AKA bro, I, the twenty twenty Steelers. I genuinely thought they were going to make a run this year. I did too. I thought they. I thought the NFC Championship was their ceiling. Uh yeah. I, uh, dude. I just. Oof. I don't know, man. The Vikings were just like the most inconsistent team of all. Like, I mean, they were just inconsistently good. That's the way, like, I would like describe them. Like in yeah. the the crazy stat with them that people always talk about is um they're like they have a crazy winning percentage when they play one p.m. games and everything else like any primetime game they always lose. <laughs> so everyone's like, oh yeah, they're definitely losing to the Giants in the playoffs, which did happen. The but, Giants are a surprise team from this year. Yeah, I would say that my I would say the Giants are my NFC like surprise team this year yes, without a doubt. I, yes, I forget what I said about the Eagles because I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> But the Giants, Danny Dimes. I mean, as soon as uh, Dayball like found out that if you just run Barkley and just have Daniel Jones not make too many crazy passes, you're probably going to win a good amount of games. Yeah, who would have thought Saquon Barkley would have been good? <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm proud of him. He's uh, had to deal with so many like injuries and setbacks and whatnot, and this year was definitely, definitely up there for him. Dave is proud of a Penn State guy. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But unfortunately, I have not been enjoying the playoffs as much as I'd like to because I spent the past two weeks worrying about the Bungles. And I was so sure they would lose this week, Dave. I was so positive. I was so cocky. But Josh, I mean, I'll, oh. I'll be the first one to admit it, man. The, the, I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl with our preseason show. I think I, I think we both did. I think because I said this, my Super Bowl was the Bills and the Eagles, and then I had the Bills. Winning. Props to you for saying that though with the Eagles. I, I mean, I guess, but like, oh my dude! Yeah, the Bills. It's it's upsetting, man. Like I, they had so many things going their way, like a, a 
game in like whiteout conditions in a blizzard in Buffalo. Damar Hamlin's in the building cheering on the team. Like they should have won that game by like 30 points. They had no reason to lose that. They had home field yeah. advantage. Even though I will say, on at least on the broadcast I was watching, it sounded like there was a lot of Cincinnati fans there. But truth be told, I don't know if that actually means anything in terms of like how it impacts the game. But I mean, that's playoff football. You're going to have a lot of people traveling, right. but it's it, it, there's just so many things that should have gone the Bills way of that game. Josh Allen is just it started a couple weeks ago with the Bills. They've looked very shaky. I, I yeah. still just even with them looking shaky, they have Josh freaking Allen. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. He just Josh Allen to freaking Gabe Davis for like an 80 yard play like that. I'm just ready for like five of those every time I watch the Bills play. Yeah, like Josh Allen, that might be the worst game I've watched him play since his rookie season, honestly. Like, he looked very, very below average. And I don't know. He, he, if it's a, a home playoff game against a team like Cincinnati, who we know has a good defense, like, you think that he would step it up. You think his receivers would step it up. It, the offense was just not there. And I don't know if that's a compliment to the Bengals' defense, because obviously I think that's the best part of their team. I think – I mean, you know, I say it every week. I think Burrow gets too much credit. I think the defense doesn't get enough credit for them. But I, I thought, unfortunately, on both sides of the ball, the Bengals just outplayed them. Like I think it's just that simple. Yeah, no, it, it was exactly that, and it's just I don't. That sucks if you're a Bills fan because look at it this way, dude. That uh, playoff game last year against the Chiefs, like that one that went to like. Over they went to overtime. The Chiefs came back with like 13 seconds left on the clock, and then it went to OT, and they lost that. If you're a Bills fan after that game, like I wouldn't even be that upset because you're oh. like, oh, we're we're right there. We are one step away from going to the Super Bowl. They were not even that close this year. They were not even that yeah. close. No, I was about to say there. Were, I think their window is going to close. I think it's closing if it's not already closed. I'm. I'm just not sure. I mean, the whole the, the whole Stefan Diggs thing is very concerning. Josh yeah. Allen is already signed for a long term contract, so yeah, he's obviously that's I I don't know, man. But I I think Edmonds is gone. Uh, I think he's, he's a he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> no, nah, bro, he's gonna he's a Cleveland Guardian. Hey, let's, we got... let's call it what it is. <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm not gonna say he's a Cleveland Brown because nobody wants to be a Cleveland Brown. So that was I was one. gonna say like you know you know those Steelers love signing brothers and we already have Terrell Edmonds. So yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you guys did make that huge push for JJ Watt a couple years back. So yeah, it, and, uh, it, is, yeah. it is what it is. You can't get them all. Well, all I know is he's not, he's not gonna be in Buffalo, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys not coming back either. I, I just. Listen, I, gen- I, know- I genuinely I don't know. Sorry not to interrupt you. I just genuinely no, don't know what the Bills do from here. But like Joe Burrow is uh, look, I will talk so much shit about the Bengals. I'm a huge hater of them. Joe Burrow is four and zero against them. Like he does for all intents and purposes own them as of right now. So I if the Bills can't make that jump over them, they're not going to make that jump over the Chiefs. And it's. I don't know how to feel about the future of the Buffalo Bills. And maybe it's just recency bias because this just happened, but I'm just not sure what's going to happen with that team. I don't either, but I also know that our buddy Joe is undefeated against the Chiefs, and I am panicking about this game, Dave. I cannot survive watching the Bengals go to the Super Bowl two years in a row. 
And if they win it, I'm fucking dead. Like, don't even bother calling me. Oh, I'm going to be deceased if the Bengals win this game. Like, oh my. I mean, how serious is Pat Mahomes' injury? That's, I guess that's the big question. Andy Reid said, uh, he didn't even give that much information earlier today. I read something that Andy Reid said that uh, his injury was not too sig- it was not as significant as the one he had in 2019 which still is not that like yeah that's not a good that's real, not that's, very that's promising not best, that's not very promising good lord and i don't know man it's i'm very concerned uh i'm at this point i will root for the 49ers or I, I will root for the 49ers or Eagles over the Bengals easily. I'll root for the Chiefs over them. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm at the I'm at the same point as you. I don't I'm care ready. who wins. I just don't want it to be the Bengals because I I'm mean re- this is, they they they're a great team. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think Burrow. You know how I feel about Burrow. I think that you could put anybody in that quarterback position and they would thrive. I think that the defense is probably the best defense in the NFL, minus Eli Apple, and I'm just terrified. It's, I, I don't need, I, all I'm saying is I'm ready for Juju and Jackson Mahomes to drop the greatest collab of all time <laughs> if they win this weekend. Listen, I, I know this. I know that the Chiefs have James Droz on their side. He, they invited him to a game. Oh my God. When the Bengals lose, James Droz will make the greatest what happened video of all time. And I'm going to love it. And I said, when, not if I'm taking the Chiefs this week. Uh, four twenty to sixty nine, and please, please, just please, don't, 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 don't fuck it up. Okay. My, my heart is rooting for the Chiefs. My brain is thinking the Bengals are going to win this. I don't. I can't even I, let myself get there, dude. I'm. I, well, I can't. What, I can't do that. I, I, I know that's a very real possibility. But. Well, let's flip it over to the NFC because okay. I'm I'm not too sure how to feel about it. I mean, obviously Pittsburgh and Philly they don't have the best like relationship with each other. That that doesn't really carry over to football too much. So yeah, if I have to if I have to root for for the birds, I'm not going to be that pissed off about it. The 49ers. Eh, yeah, I know I mean, your th- yeah, I know your thing with them. Yeah, I mean, if they obviously being a Steeler fan, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl this year, they'll tie us with six Super Bowls, which would not be ideal. But I would do. I gotta be honest. I would rather have that happen than the Bengals win the Super Bowl without a doubt. I, like there are so many Steeler fans. There's a lot of people in our division, dude, that are rooting for the Bengals. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, we had the same problem last year, and do they not understand the point of a rivalry? I saw this dude on Twitter, and I don't. I'm not gonna call him out because I don't know who he is. Uh, but he was like. It's not like we're rooting for that god awful black and gold. I'm like, yes, it's exactly like you're rooting for the god awful black and gold. It's the same yeah. exact thing. You're, they're both division rivals. Why would you? I'm I'm not rooting for the Bengals in the playoffs. I'm not rooting for the Browns in the playoffs. I'm not rooting for the Ratbirds in the playoffs. Like it's it's a division, it, dude. The oh, AFC I did. North, that wasn't fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. We did have to do that earlier yeah, during, in the playoffs. But for those of you who don't know, I was a Ravens fan for a week. Just because that's just out of necessity. It's out of necessity. It was for the greater good. I was thinking if the Ravens beat the Bengals, then the Ravens would inevitably lose to the Bills. However, (laughs) we are where we are now. So it's back to fuck the Ravens. Yeah, it's yeah. But the NFC, I can I be honest with you, man? No, please tell me a lie. Please, please lie to me, David. (laughs) Okay, I'll lie to you. I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback. Brock Purdy might be the greatest athlete of all time. That I was lying. I 
I think he's surround, and that's uh, so why that's why I was going to say I'm not fully buying into Brock Purdy yet. Call me a hater, call me dumb, whatever. The people that he is surrounded with, dude. I'm convinced almost any court, starting quarterback in the NFL would succeed under that system too. Dude, he's that's literally what I've been saying about Burrow for years. Okay, I'm just saying it's dude, Christian McCaffrey is literally a cheat code. Well, yeah, and that's assuming. If they go to the Super Bowl, he doesn't get hurt in the next two weeks because that's a very real possibility with him, unfortunately. Yeah. But I hope, uh, like, but if he's healthy, which I mean, he's looking like he's healthy right now, that's going to be a big problem for the Eagles and whoever they'll play I mean, in the Super Bowl if they make it there. I got to give Frost to the 49ers, dude. Like, you get Trey Lance injured in the first couple of weeks of the season. Jimmy G comes in, he gets injured after like a game or two. But he's Rock- so handsome. He's Brock so freaking Purdy comes in out of nowhere <laughs> and look, he's able to manage, manage to pull off wins. And I mean, I had no, no prediction whatsoever that I had the 49ers going to the NFC championship this year. But at the same time, man, I mean, they're rocking with McCaffrey. They got Debo Samuel. They got freaking Kittle. It's it, they have so many offensive targets. Uh, I'm not too well aware of what their defense is like, but Brock Purdy is surrounded by guys that are going to make him look pretty good. And I don't even mean that in that mean of a way. It's just he has so many great targets around him. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get it. And I, I, I'm, again, I'm in agreement with you. I don't know how good he actually is. Like if you put him on a team like, you know, Cleveland or, I don't know, just a butt fuck random team, like I don't know if he would be as successful as he is with like, McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle, but and they're a very well coached team too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that Kyle Shanahan uh, system that we let go. <laughs> Roof. Yeah, but um, I I I'm, I think I'm still taking Philly in that game. I I think Jalen Hurts is playing out of his mind right now. Obviously, I'm cheering for uh, Devonte Roll Tide, but. That's gonna be a good game. That's gonna. Be, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game, and I'm excited, not very excited, more nerve nervous than anything for the AFC Championship. But... Yeah, I'm. I'm way more nervous about the AFC right now. NFC, I'm. I, I'm rooting for the Eagles, but I. I'm not. Whenever, whatever it comes down to, I'm going to pick the winner of that game over whoever wins the AFC Championship. Honestly, really. You so you would cheer for the Chiefs over the. Or I'm sorry, you would cheer for the Niners over over the Chiefs. At that point, if Brock Purdy can pull off a win this weekend, I will be buying into him and I'll be able to root for him with everything. I feel like that's reasonable. <laughs> if you okay. can get if you can get a team like that to the Super Bowl, that's pretty impressive no matter who the quarterback is. Yeah, I mean I gotta be uh, the more I think about it, I probably would root for the Chiefs or the 40 over the 49ers. Look, I'll just take anybody over Cincinnati. I don't. I uh, yes, I am ranking teams that I would rather. Uh, OK, four teams left. My number one team that I would prefer to win it all would be the Eagles. Two would be the Chiefs. Three 49ers Four, absolutely not the Bungles. I will I will go into a very deep part of my life if the Bengals go to the Super Bowl and win it. I think I would just die. Like, I don't think my body would just be able to handle that. I think I would just like spontaneously just like, just like explode. Like I, I, 
after so much drama that they've had with the Steelers over the years, with Hushman Zada freaking cleaning his cleats off with a terrible towel, their fans dumping garbage on Big Ben, the whole Vontaze perf- yeah. perfect hit on Antonio Brown. Uh, did you it's... see what the fucking idiot Burrow said when he beat the Browns for the first time? So he's so he's one and four against the Browns or what something like that in his career. He goes, oh, well, Ohio's always been historically a brown state, but feel free to jump on our bandwagon. It's like, dude, you won one fucking game. Yeah, like, well, the, th- the thing is, Spencer, Ohioans are buying into that, too. Clevelanders so are like, oh, we're all we're all one state here. We, uh, we root, root no. for Cincinnati. First off, Cincinnati is basically Kentucky. Second off, like, I'm not going to root for Philadelphia just because they're in the same state. I would only root for them out of necessity compared to other teams yeah. that I hate more. Like I, I I cheer for the Reds and like the 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 Guardians and Reds have no like I give me one thing if they were in the same division but they have like they're not even the same league. The Bengals yeah. were literally created because a guy was petty about getting fired by the Browns. Like that's literally the only reason they're in existence. And that the rivalry with their coach saying you don't live in Cleveland or you live in Cincinnati and then all the shit like that at least with like the Boomer Esiason and Bernie years. And now we, now I guess we have to look forward to Deshaun versus uh, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> like this could potentially be if Stefanski, which is a big if ever like decides to coach smart, like this could be a great rivalry, but it's not. And the keyword is rivalry because they are our rivals. They are in our division and why people are jumping on their bandwagon. I will never understand. Like I said earlier, I will never root for a division rival to no. to to succeed in the playoffs. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. The, it's dude. It's like I understand the whole thing like, oh, they're in the same state. Dude, your cities are not even close. We're closer yeah. to Cleveland. Like Pittsburgh's closer to Cleveland. Like no offense, but like if. Kim Jong-un just said, I want to play a football game against the Steelers. I'm cheering for Kim Jong-un. If Kim Jong-un said, I want to play a football game against the Bengals, I am cheering for Kim Jong-un. Like, I'm not, like, what What are we not understanding? They're our rivals. We do not want them to do well in any capacity. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of fake fans that just want to have some type of, I don't know. It's a lot of fake fans that just want to jump on a bandwagon pretty much. Yeah. J- just wait until they look up like the tweets he had to do. I know I keep bringing it up. Fuck it. But uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a piece of shit and everyone thinks he's cute. He's not, even, he, I wouldn't, he's not even cute, Like he's not even the cutest guy on the bangles. He's just, uh, I hate that man. I think I hate him more than big Ben at this point. <laughs> It's he's just, just so like, he's so fucking cringy. It, he's super cringy, and the fact that and I'm not everyone, just I'm not saying that as a Browns fan. Like I'm saying that as this dude is just like. Do you, remember, do you remember the uh, line in the Rice Gum Content Cop where he said, "When you have no personality, replace it with a Rolex." Yes, that is Joe Burrow. That's literally Joe Burrow. <laughs> I dropped an iDubs reference on Joe Burrow, so I could look like that. Yeah, it's. And the thing that is really, really annoying to me is that Burrow could do literally anything. And someone would be like, oh, my God, Joe Burr. Like, oh, my God, he's so cool. Like, dude, he just walked in with a designer jacket and Cartier glasses on. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. 
And it, like, there's nothing wrong with having expensive taste. However, I'm totally cool with that. I support that. That's, that's awesome. Fine. That's fine. However, the fact that he developed a whole fandom specifically around that is just, it's not like problematic. It's just fucking annoying. Like, it's just annoying and it just bothers the hell out of me. Macaulay Culkin looking head ass. Bitch. <laughs> so. Yeah, so, yeah, I will be rooting for Eagles Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but we will see what happens. I'm predicting, I'm going to be an optimist and predict Eagles Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, I hope on everything that is what it comes out, but I am petrified. Yeah, it's, I'm, I generally do not know what to expect this weekend. The 49ers are super dangerous. Bengals, it's... It's just going back to this whole Mahomes injury, we don't really know how significant it is. We obviously it's just like the first day after, so we don't have all the information that we need, but we'll see, man. Yeah. We will and see. It, it's in Arrowhead, so hopefully that means something going back to the I don't know if home field advantage actually means anything, but we'll see. Hopefully it does. Yep. <sighs> but uh, on on the good side of football, we got rid of Joe Woods. Congratulations. Yeah, did you get rid of Matt Canada? I wish we did. Oh, God. Yeah, we got Jim Schwartz, who wasn't my first choice, but, I mean, I'll take it. He's not you guys should have. Flores would have been a good signing for you yeah, guys. Yeah, that, that, that was – we didn't do that because that was too obvious. Yeah. But, like, Jim Schwartz, obviously, is a great defensive mind. He won a ring with the uh, Eagles. But despite that, we're only tweeting the video of him – fighting with Harbaugh from like 10 years ago. And it's like, he's done so much more and better since then. But I guess if that gets Browns fans excited when our team is the least disciplined team in the NFL and the guy's showing a lack of discipline. Okay. Whatever. But obviously that was what, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it's I'll, I'll take it. You know, it could have been worse. Could have been better. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's tough with the whole Matt Canada thing. I mean, obviously the <laughs> obviously the Steelers since their bye week were one of the most successful teams in the league. It just came down to it just came down to the math being against them the final week of the season. Um, I don't know, man. Obviously, I will continue to hate Matt Canada, but Kenny has looked at nothing but absolutely much more comfortable every single week like he's really f- like filling into his role i'm very excited for him to have a full off season i don't know man maybe in a full off season with this team being qb1 for them maybe learning a little bit more under matt canada or matt canada learning more from kenny we'll see it, it's not it's not ideal though it's not ideal i don't know how you can average like 18 points again. I think we had like the 30th or 31st like highest scoring offense. And I don't know how you can keep any offensive coordinator after that. But we'll see, man. It's I I was at that last game against the Browns, and it it was very bizarre having to like watch the Dolphins game simultaneously as I was watching the Steelers Browns. Yeah. It was it was a weird it was a very weird feeling after the game. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a lot of mixed feelings. Um, in the Winking Lizard I was at, there was not. But, I mean, I, I it would, 
does that my question for you is that since he's looking more comfortable with Matt Canada, does that mean that his job is going to be secure for the foreseeable future? Like obviously they're holding on to him for the beginning of the season. I'm but... pretty sure. Uh, yes. I'm pretty sure that is why he still is going to be employed next year as our offensive coordinator, because Kenny, apparently it came down a lot to how the players felt about Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett has known Matt Canada for many years. Matt Canada used to be the uh, offensive coordinator for Pitt. And he's actually the one who recruited Kenny Pickett to Pitt. Ah. So yeah, he, it's not like he's like obsessed with Matt Canada, but he's comfortable with him. And he said that he would like to see him that season. And yeah, unfortunately that's just part of it, but we'll see man. Like I said, I'm very optimistic for the future. Very optimistic outside of the offensive coordinating position. We have one of, we have like, I think the youngest or at least second youngest offense starting offensive like lineup in the entire league. It's defense. Dude, I, I think we had one starter on offense that was above the age of 26. I could be wrong with that, but it's something like that. No, because I'm, I'm just thinking like, obviously, Najee. Pickett, uh, Pickens, Deontay. I can't think of a single veteran unless it's like an offensive lineman. No, and dude, because our offensive line was garbage last year. So they pretty yeah. much like scrapped almost the entire offensive line, brought in a bunch of new guys. So yeah, nothing. It, we have a very, very young offense, which has tons of potential for the future. Like I said, Kenny Pickett got nothing. He got extremely comfortable towards the end of the season. Um, those game winning drives against the Raiders and the Ravens. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God. (laughs) Like if I think I said this on the last podcast, but if you would have told me last year, whenever I was watching him at Pitt, that he'd be like leading game winning drives for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would have cried on the spot. Like it makes me so freaking happy that he has, he, he has, he has the guts. He's the moxie. He has it to at least compete to win games late. It, it honestly, like everyone in Pittsburgh, like there's so many Boomer fans of the yeah. Steelers that that think that like he needs to put up like Big Ben numbers and whatnot his rookie year, but those like gaming drives to me were like peak Ben, like just scrappy, like two minute drills where we would win by like we'd win like fourteen to ten or something, like just like crappy, uh, just what I say scrappy very scrappy wins and it was very reflective of how big Ben used to play. And I don't know, man, after that bye week, we were a completely different team. He finished the season seven and two in our final nine games. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Hey, you, you guys got a bright future and uh, not to change subject, but we do not have a bright future. As a matter of fact, <laughs> uh, you know how Brown's Twitter is very uh, stable. Um, uh, yeah. Very stable. Yeah. We're currently in a war on whether or not we should trade Nick Chubb of all people. And um I would rather die. <laughs> Why? Well, look, the- I I get it. You would get a lot in return for Nick Chubb. I understand that. However, he is your outside of Amari Cooper. He is the only offensive player you have that has been productive this year. Not only that, he's arguable or not inarguably a top two running back in the NFL. He's a generational running back. You do not trade Nick Chubb. If he wants to walk on his own with his contracts up, he could do that. This is a risk you have to take. Do not, do not trade Nicholas Chubb. Well, this kind of goes into a subject I wanted to talk about real quick. And it is, it's about how, how so many teams are going to be in cap hell, cap hell 
the next couple of years, dude. Like, obviously, oh. I, I roast the Browns a lot because the whole Deshaun Watson trade. Oh yeah, we're screwed sucks. up. Screwed up a lot. Like, if you guys could even afford Nick Chubb after his contract's up. Well, the um, thing is, before, even when we had Baker, like we still extended Chubb, so Chubb's fine for a couple of years. Same with Miles. I mean, it's it's like so far. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's it's almost like a double-edged sword type of thing because you guys signing Deshaun Watson for that much guaranteed. Now you got Lamar Jackson, who's like, look, I'm 100% better than Deshaun Watson. I deserve just as much, if not more money than him. It, when when he's healthy, that is. Then you have people like Joe and Burrow. He's, he's a better person too, probably. Yes. You got Joe Burrow, who like, obviously he's much better than Deshaun Watson. He's going to be in a contract year. He like with... I'm I'm a Joe Burrow hater sometimes. He definitely deserves a lot of freaking money when his rookie contract's up. It's like flipped so many things on their heads with the AFC North. And I mean, I'm particularly focused on the Ravens with that right now because, I mean, I don't think they're going to keep Lamar. And even if they do, here, here's the thing. If they keep Lamar, they're going to be in such a crazy cap hell that they cannot afford anyone to help him out. They would not be able to afford any offensive weapons to help out Lamar. If they get rid of them, then they don't have Lamar Jackson, which is also a win. So it's it's crazy how much that Deshaun Watson signing has like changed things in terms of just salaries and signings and everything. Yeah. I mean, for better or for worse, like you said, the double-edged sword thing. But my problem is that the Bengals already basically said they're going to give Burrow a blank check, which, I mean, okay. But... If Lamar Jackson leaves Baltimore, would they probably? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I, I think. I, I think I, he's I, going I could, to the Commanders. I think he's going somewhere. I don't think he's going back to Baltimore because he wasn't even on the sidelines during the wild card game. Yeah. But look, all I know is that whether or not. We screwed Baltimore with this signing. I think it's a bad signing on our part, obviously. Oh, yes, said. absolutely. And the good news is we still have Chubb and Miles locked up for a couple more years. But do not trade Nicholas Jamal Chubb under any circumstances. I don't care what you're offered. I know <laughs> we don't have any first-round picks. Do not. Because we because uh, Kareem Hunt's already out of here. Like he, we, yeah, we he's, he's definitely he's gone. gone. The monster I will become if they trade Nick Chubb, Dave. <laughs> Don't do it. With all due respect, Spencer, uh, it's the Browns. Who knows what they are going to do? They'll do something fucking stupid. They'll trade him for like, I don't know, like a backup quarterback. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's end this episode on a good note, Dave. What happened with the Pirates? Well, Andrew McCutcheon is returning to Pittsburgh. Woo! I obviously I rip on the Pirates all the freaking time. No matter what you think about the Pirates, this is awesome. This is it, awesome. it's awesome. He shouldn't have never even left in the first place, but he's coming back home. I'm so excited to watch him play this year in, in the black and gold. And dude, it's it's so great. It really it's good for the sport of baseball, I think, because obviously the whole you know, big market versus small market type of thing. And players are inevitably going to believe And now that he wants to come back, I don't know if he's going to end his career there or I, I don't know. I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm it assuming is, so. I'm assuming uh, so. I, I'm assuming he is. I, I'm pretty sure he still lives in Pittsburgh in the off season. So it still is home for him. 
And dude, the best news about it is, Dave. What? You guys have a home series this year, the same weekend as the furry convention. <laughs> and I watched a YouTube video. It was like there, the stat was like if uh Adrian McCutcheon played every single of his MLB games when a furry convention was going on in the city he was playing, he'd be batting like 480. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go for like five home runs in that three game series. If you guys don't know the Adrian McCutcheon furry thing, look it up. I don't feel like explaining it. We have three minutes left <laughs> on this thing. But no, yeah, I, I really, I mean, back in high school, Andrew McCutcheon was one of my favorite players to watch on the Pirates. And I, I, I talked about this when we previewed the MLB season earlier this year, but like with Zach Granke going back to the Royals and Albert Pujols going back to the Cardinals, I just love it when dudes like want to end their careers with their first teams. And I don't think it gets cooler than Andrew McCutcheon going back to the Pirates. It's, it's pretty sick, dude. I'm, Obviously, like I said, I've, I've always uh, despised our ownership, but yeah. it's good for the sport. It's good for the city. He never even should have left in the first place, but now he's finally back home. Hopefully he'll be able to help out some of the younger guys since he is right. truly a vet. Of Honestly, he used to be one of the faces of the entire MLB back in his prime. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. No, it's it's really good for the sport, I think. And don't obviously don't expect him to be, you know, the... Andrew McCutcheon of 2013, but just to have him back in that uniform is pretty sick. Yeah. Already. What, what, what an episode. We vented frustrations. We had some laughs, but, uh, you know, if you, you take one thing from this episode, it's just the chiefs better win. Chiefs better win. But Hey dude, we got, we got a bunch of new stuff coming up with our podcast in the near future. Guys, we're doing a live episode. By live, I mean like when we're actually face-to-face and not on Zoom. Spencer will be visiting the city of Pittsburgh. We're going to be recording something in person. Got tons of stuff already planned for that. I need to show you that. But I have a bunch of stuff laid out. Um, that's going to be awesome. We're going to be shifting over to some more content on YouTube just in terms of some of our segments that I feel, I feel like they'd be uh, more entertaining and easy to understand in video form compared to just like over audio. But yeah, we're going to be shifting over to some YouTube stuff. Got our got our freaking live show coming up. It's gonna be sick. And uh I have some we have some guests we'd like to have on, some who are coming back from before, some new people, but we have a lot in store, so you're not gonna want to miss it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials at the i76 podcast. Hit us up on YouTube. We have one of those now. I set one up. So yeah, yeah. hit hit us up on that. Subscribe to us. And we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Hey, hey, yeah, I might take off in advance. Rip jeans, white bands. All of this crushing my hand. The little bitch I know in a man. No, I don't want your advice. Why am I telling you twice? Man, I ain't being polite. But lolly bitch do nice. Everybody wanna fuck with shots. Mama race, cause I am the guy.